This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. Today, I'm speaking to Crispin Murray, Head of Equities at Pendle Group. Morning, Crispin. Morning, Sean. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. If there's a lesson from 2021 to take into 2022, what is it? Well, look, 2021 was a year where we've sort of shifted from feeling like the pandemic was sort of going to be resolved, the policymakers were very supportive for markets, growth was strong. So we had a very, I think, benign start to 2021, which was good for markets. But as the years progressed, it has got tougher. And the challenges of both the pandemic and the new variants, and on top of that, the sort of direction shift in, in some of the policy from central banks has just provided a little bit more uncertainty going into 2022. But Peeling all of that back, I think the the key lesson here is that you're looking for companies which have got these really good franchises, that they're well positioned, you know, very protected franchises, the ability to to cover costs if costs go up, not seeing new competition, and therefore have quite strong, predictable earnings and cash flow. Uh, And in a world where there's, there's a lot of uncertainty, it's those sorts of companies that the market's gravitating to and I think will continue to outperform. Okay, so if we look at the next 12 months, what are some of the sectors that those companies are likely to emerge from or is it a stock picker's market in that sense? Look, I think we're actually still in a reasonably thematic market environment, which is why you sort of want to control the amount of thematic risk that you're taking because it's quite unpredictable and and focus on those sort of stock-specific ideas. But it's probably worth just stepping back and thinking about the context of the world we're in. What we have is, you know, one of the challenges as investors is you've got to understand various pathways that we may head down. And there's two big issues going into 2022, and those are firstly relating to the pandemic. When we've got the Omicron variant, we know very little about it. We've got very conflicting data as to whether the severity is actually lower or not. We've seen case numbers go up. We don't know how policymakers will respond. So we've got an environment where the growth outlook could either be held right up as restrictions are reimposed, or we may find, in fact, that we finally have sort of broken the back of the pandemic and we're seeing the disconnect between you know, severe COVID and hospitalizations and the number of cases. And in that environment, you can see a return much more to the sort of normal pre-pandemic world that we had. So those are two very different pathways and they have very different consequences for how markets perform. Uh, And we're going to find out about that within the first few weeks of 2022. The second big issue is to do with policy. And this is a much more longer duration issue. The the challenge at the moment for policymakers is inflation. We've seen that picking up far higher than people were expecting. And there's a couple of factors behind this. One of them may be temporary, and that is that we just had the surge of demand, particularly for goods around the world as a result of all the stimulus. And we just didn't have the supply chains ready for it. And that's created this sort of bow wave of inflation. Now that may unwind over time, but the second driver inflation, which is uh, less clear whether it will disappear, is that we seem to have a tighter labor market. We've, We've got this group of people who haven't returned to employment post the pandemic for a variety of reasons, you know, people calling it the great retirement. And if that proves to remain the case, then we're going to have a much tighter labour market and inflation may prove to be more durable. 
And in that environment, policymakers are probably going to have to do a lot more to contain that inflation and drive interest rates higher. And the thing we look for is real rates. Real rates is the, the sort of nominal interest rate less the inflation rate. And they've been incredibly negative for the last couple of years as a result of, of the pandemic. If we need to break the back of inflation and if it is more durable, those real rates may have to rise more than the market's expecting. Now, that will prove both a headwind for the overall market, but where it will be particularly felt is likely to be in those high growth uh, sectors, the, the tech sectors, particularly the, the unprofitable sort of more early stage tech companies. So I think the more speculative end of the market could be challenged this year if we don't see inflation sort of falling away quickly. And that leaves you focusing your portfolio again on these stocks that we think uh, are more predictable in terms of you know, their earnings, have a business model that can generate free cash flow, able to return a lot of capital to shareholders. That is the area we think is a sort of a good protection for this probably more uncertain policy environment. So you're talking about some of the big financials, the big miners, larger retailers, that sort of groupings? Well, it's, it's very much contingent on the, the business model. So I'll give you a few examples. So Telstra is a good example of this. This is you know, a telecom industry where there's been historically quite low returns in Australia, but you're now getting a much more disciplined market structure. No one's been making enough money. There's quite a lot of debt in some of the other companies. And so you're seeing more discipline, better pricing, higher returns. And so that's translating into much higher cash flow and it's a company that's able to return a lot of that to shareholders. So that's a good example. Another one would be CSL, which has recently made an acquisition, which is a bold one acquisition, which takes it into a couple of new sort of healthcare areas. But again, this is a company that has had some headwinds with the pandemic and impact on its ability to collect plasma for its business, but those are beginning to unwind. And the underlying business has very strong growth. They're a dominant player in their industry. They're the most efficient player, highest margins. And so, again, this is a company that we think is is going to prove to be a very strong franchise, regardless of the environment that we're in. And the final one I'd I'd flag is a company like James Hardy, which, again, yes, it's tied to US housing, and, and we think housing should be okay. But more importantly, it's got a lot of innovation in its product areas. And there's a lot of people who now can tap into the equity in their homes and start upgrading their homes. And James Hardy is a a product provider which really benefits from that. And so the combination of that innovation, the market share, the underlying market, we think will help again to drive that company into continued strong earnings growth. Is there anything else you want to talk about that we think needs to come out? Yeah, I think the other area that's going to be really interesting this year is what happens in China. So China's been you know, quite a disappointment this year, and that's impacted on the resource companies. And when you look at our market, what you've seen is that earnings have driven the market. Industrials and financials have performed pretty well, but resources have lagged. And that's because people have derated them as they fear sort of commodity prices continuing to fall further. But what we're seeing now is that China, you know, which is based a series of challenges, you know, they've had the Evergrande property crisis, they've got their own zero COVID approach to handling the pandemic, which is forcing them to sort of restrict a lot of activity. What they're now seeing is a desire to just sort of try and support the economy. And the degree to which they support that economy is going to be very important to watch. And that will be a key driver of our resource sector. So 
Sentiment is pretty negative there. Companies like BHP generating huge amounts of cash flow, uh, you know, going to be paying high single-digit dividends probably this year. If people can get a little bit more comfort that China's sort of based out, uh, it's not going to get any worse, you could see sort of some of those resource stocks performing as well. Crispin, thank you for talking to The Point. Thank you, Sean. That was Crispin Murray, Head of Equities at Pendle Group. You've been listening to The Point Podcast. From Pendle, I'm Sean Aylmer.